into the contest. It is Tuesday, the 23rd of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my great mate Shane Lee. Shane, a heartwarming story, a personal story through a mate of yours, 10-pin bowling. Tell me more. Yeah, a good mate of mine, Stephen Worm Sullivan, um, has a, a beautiful son, mm. Jordan, who is 26 today. Um, yesterday, actually, he turned 26. I spoke about Jordan before on the show. Um, Jordan's had his challenges in life, but he's a super 10-pin bowler. Um, he bowls with two hands. Anyway, on his 26th birthday yesterday, he bowled at 254. <laughs> wow. So well done, Geordie. And apparently they were going off up there on the Central Coast, supporting him on his birthday. And um, I've got a nice photo of here, him with his mate. And um, yeah, well done, Geordie. 254 on your birthday. Big score. Yeah, happy birthday, Jordan. Of course, I know the worm as well, one of the lurkers. So, yes. uh, yeah, a very, very happy birthday. That's that's some pretty handy 10-pin bowling. Now, we've got a huge show on the way. Tim Payne, is he making a comeback? It looks like he is. What about Rory McIlroy? He has blown up and Manchester United get a win. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. This is interesting, Tim Payne, he's 37, he's a very fit 37, and when we look at uh, his career, Shane, all those years out with those fingers and the injuries that he had will will help him play at the back end, you would think. So he's making a comeback, training with the Sheffield Shield side for Tasmania? Yeah, he's not contracted, um, but as you said, he's 37, and he, he took time away from the cricket after those issues that he had with off-field antics. Um, but look, he started at Tasmania at the age of 16, and he's asked... Tasmanian cricket, whether he'd come back and just train and see how he goes this year. And knowing Tim Payne, he will probably perform pretty well. He may even push his way back into that Sheffield Shield team. It would be a remarkable comeback again. His career has been in and out, in and out, injured, and um, there might be one more chapter left in it. Yeah, I saw him at the uh, the Qantas Lounge with one of my sons, and he he went over mm. and asked him for a selfie. He's a good guy, Tim Payne. Uh, I really like him. Did a cricket show story on him in the early, early days. So that would be nice if he mm. could finish off his career and uh, play another season or two. Glenn Maxwell, he calls the Big Bash draft the shake-up it needed. And look, I have to agree with him here. Um, the Big Bash, being so successful, just needed a rejig. Yeah, I think it's been going... Um it seems to be getting longer and longer, but it, yeah, they've given it a good shake up here. They've introduced the the draft, which I think is fantastic. Mm. Um, we spoke about this yesterday. Clubs uh, can spend a maximum on a player of three hundred and forty k per season, but they've already signed two platinum um, players for this year: Trent Bolt, the New Zealand left arm fast bowler, who is the number one T Twenty bowler in the world, and Andre Russell, the West Indian. So two big signings there. Um, the thing you'll only see, Tim, is that there's going to be other overseas players who only play part of the tournament, um, which I find a bit strange because there's other conflicting series going on. There's one in South Africa and there's one in the UAE, which we spoke about with Dave Warner not signing to now. So some players will come in, play part, big bash, and then go off and play these other tournaments. Players are just trying to get as much money as they can, so probably not great for the team. What about Rory McIlroy turning to golf? Not happy with that uh, 
cheeky fan's remote golf ball. Just comes across as a bit of a sourpuss, doesn't he, Rory McIlroy? I, I don't know. Look, we've just seen him in recent times sort of having a go at any players that signed to the LIV. Well, that's their prerogative, um, having a go at Greg Norman. But a, a fan, I thought it was quite a funny antic, he um, had a remote control golf ball and he drove it onto the green and he kept trying to put it in a hole. Well, Rory McIlroy just picked it up and threw it in a drink. <laughs> Didn't even smile. He should have smiled. That's pretty funny, but the guy has obviously saved up to buy himself a remote control golf ball. Well, it's the bottom of the harbour now. <laughs> I, I've, I've got a suggestion. You should give Corey Calloway Peaches Piss and a call and say, mate, we may get you down from 115. We've got a remote control pill. That's <laughs> a great idea. That won't ping into the you to the trees or the P155. His birthday's coming up in January, so I might get him one of those, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Well, uh, look, Gus Hinting has a very special place in the Australian sporting heart after what he did with the Socceroos. Mm. And uh, he's reuniting for this game up in uh, in Brisbane against New Zealand with Graham Arnold and the team to uh, lend a hand. Well, he is for the Brisbane one. And I wouldn't mm. be surprised if he actually even takes him on over to the World Cup as well. Um Graham Arnold was Gus Hiddink's assistant uh, in 2006 when Hiddink took the Australian um, Socceroos to round 16 of the World Cup in Germany. Look, this guy is mm. very well credentialed. He's, he's coached Real Madrid, Chelsea, the Netherlands, South Korea, Russia and Turkey. He brings with him a wealth of experience. He is 76 years of age now. But as uh, Graham Arnold said, I've, I work really well with this guy and he'll bring some fresh ideas to this squad. So it's a, probably a good move from Graham Arnold. Yeah, oh, definitely. He's a really good brain, isn't yep. it, when he comes to the world game, who's hitting. Now, what about Manchester United? They've had a win. They've got plenty of fans here in Australia, as I saw at the MCG when they played Crystal Palace. But they've had a bludger of a start to the season. And uh, this is an upset, really. They led 2-0 for a lot of the game and then eventually beat Liverpool 2-1. Yeah, good win. And um, so the thing is, when the, this is one of the biggest franchises in the world as far as sporting teams go. And when they don't get off to a good start, there's a lot of disappointed people. They have fans all over the world. So finally they get get a, get a win and um, hopefully they'll build some momentum from that. Yeah, Manchester United fans happy today. Stay with us. We've got all the AFL, NRL and much more. This whole Dane Zorko story, pretty ugly really, isn't it? Very ugly. So he's the Brisbane Lions captain and he gave a spray last week to, um, to the loss to Melbourne um, to a, a kid called Harrison Petty. Now, allegedly, um, Dane Zorko said that I hope your mother dies. Now, if that's true, that is a horrible thing to, to say. That's that's not sledging. That is just that is just a horrible thing to say. And... Um, but the the big issue about this is the way that the Brisbane Lions have defended um, Zorko, saying he's now going to go away for a bit of mental health leave himself, almost defending him. Um, he should come out and say if he did say that, I I, I apologise um, profusely, and I overstepped the mark because yeah, that's that's very personal. That's not sledging. No, it's disgraceful. Yeah. if it was said, yep. isn't it? If, yep. if, if if that's what happened. Uh, the All-Australian squad, uh, look, Collingwood, a narrow win on the weekend. They've had a fantastic season, a breakout season with young guys mm. and a really nice mix of experience and youth. But uh, this squad's been dominated by Geelong and Melbourne. And look, I don't know how unha- unhappy they'll be because they just want to win the flag. Yeah, and look, this is only a, a team that doesn't play. It's just a team that's, um, I suppose, for, to tell your grandkids that you're All-Australian. 
it's currently 44. That'll be um, reduced down to the final 22 tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, dominated by Geelong and Melbourne. Max Gorn will be the captain again, six-time All-Australian, uh, I think five-time captain um, from Melbourne, the best ruckman in the game. Um, the only two teams that weren't represented at all in the 44 are Essendon and North Melbourne for obvious reasons. And no Buddy Franklin. They've gone with Charlie Kerno from Carlton, uh, Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron, Taylor, uh, Taylor Walker, and Tom Lynch as the forwards. So, yeah, pretty well represented all around the all around the clubs, except for Essendon and North Melbourne. Yeah, GWS have really slipped off, haven't yeah. they? After making the grand final a couple of years ago, and uh, look, they lost their coach this year. They had an interim coach. They really just stumbled their way to the end of the year. They've got a new coach now in Adam Kingsley. And I think this guy will have a fantastic influence on the GWS team. Um, he uh, beat, I suppose, to, to get the head roll, um, he beat Mark McVeigh, which was one of the favourites, and Adam's, um, Adam Z. And uh, look, he, he comes from, he started assistant coach at, at St Kilda and in 2009 joined um, Richmond. So he's been part of premiership success, so he knows what it takes. So I think Adam Kingsley will do a fantastic job. Some stories are hard to read, aren't they? Uh, I read this story about North Queensland player Tom <laughs> Dearden, and uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Uh, undergoes surgery on a ruptured testicle, and he said it's a, a pain he's never felt before. I could imagine. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Sure. I've got goosebumps in my arm just thinking about this. Yeah, ruptured testicle. Thank God they're on your arm. <laughs> ruptured testicle. But look, he's... Um, He's probably going to miss one, maybe two weeks, so he may not get a chance to play in the final series, depending on how North Melbourne go. But uh, maybe you'll maybe you'll, ma- then, yeah. yeah, maybe you'll come back in that second game and put his balls in the line, Tim. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I feel for him. I, feel, I know there's a thousand one-liners, but oh goodness gracious me! Now on a, on a much different note, Kalen Ponga in that toilet uh, situation, Ponga Gate in the bathroom. Uh, some comedian has put a plaque up. He's put a plaque up um, commemorating the Kalen Ponga helped his mate out in the toilet. But, uh, yeah, here's another one-liner for you, mate. Never go in the toilet with a Ponga. Yeah, or don't walk out with one. Um, what about what about Daniel Ricciardo? He's uh, he's going out with Gerhard Berger's daughter, it looks like. Yeah, well, I think they've been seeing each other for quite a while, but they've finally made it public. And um, she's a pretty girl. She's she's a model. Um and obviously, very good genes coming from a, a Formula Formula One driver, her dad, Gernhard Berger. So, yeah, they've made it public, and she wants to be an actress and model. So, I think he does too. Yeah, I remember uh, interviewing Gerhard Berger many, many years ago in Melbourne. Uh, that Formula One, if you ever get the chance, uh, if you're listening along today, to get to a Formula One Grand Prix, do it. it it's just so different. It's. Mm. It's. They even have a massive, massive marquee just for the tyres. It's like this. Travelling circus, uh, quite extraordinary. Daniel Ricciardo and Gerhard Berger's daughter. Well, there you go. The latest. Mm. He could do a movie about himself, I reckon. Old Daniel. <laughs> uh, what? What? Another guy that would uh, have a fair feature film is Ben Simmons, and he's been he's been uh, pranked up um, in a shop. Uh, yeah, and I don't think Ben was too happy about it. Well, he was in a sweet shop, so he's obviously not taking pre-season too seriously. <laughs> and some comedians come up and kept calling him Russell Westbrook, his teammate, and saying, you're a poor shooter, referring to himself. 
And he kept saying over and over again, and Ben Simmons said, mate, are you trying to prank me? And uh, this guy didn't didn't back down, just kept calling him Russell Westbrook. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious, I reckon. Yeah, and I think he had a couple of minders with him as well that shuffled him out. But, um, yeah, he wasn't in the mood for a, a laugh, was he, Ben Simmons? No. Because, um, yeah, that's one thing that he's really struggled with is, uh, is shooting. Look, I've had plenty of embarrassing moments in a, a sporting career that never went anywhere. Shane, you played for Australia 45 times in one day cricket, did lots and lots of things, but you also had some embarrassing well, well one in particular, I was just reminded of this. My son Thomas asked me, I always tell him a story before he goes to bed, and he asked me if I ever had any embarrassing moments when I was playing cricket. And it's reminded me of uh, the MCG. It was packed, about 80,000 people there. We were playing Sri Lanka. Kala with the runner hit the ball to me really flat and hard. I was at mid-on, and the ball came out of the, the member stand crowd, and I lost it, and it hit me right between the eyes. Christ, it hurt. Oh. And I turned around and was startled, and I started to run towards the fence to get the ball. And as I ran, those yellow pants that we used to wear, that this, this drawstring broke, and my pants started falling oh. down. So I was holding – one hand was holding my head because I felt like I'd split my head open, and the other hand was holding – trying to pull my pants back up. And as I turned and finally slid and threw the ball back in, pulled my pants up, I just saw my whole teammates just crying with laughter, Adam Gilchrist in particular. <laughs> Did you have? Did you get a couple of black eyes? Oh, look, I remember that era of Sri Lankan cricket and Sangakara and Kalawatharana. They they revolutionised the start of batting up the top. They smashed the living shit out of it. Yeah, I had I, had, I did have two black eyes, and I had a, the the seam stitched right down the middle of my head. Mm. <laughs> that would have been a conversation starter. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. Go to oshergroup.com. If you're in the market for a racehorse, uh, get on that website, check it out. They'll put it in the right direction. And thanks to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.